This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Named the best podcast of 2018 by Apple. Tons of fascinating guests. Untold stories you won't hear anywhere else. Expand your wisdom and discover other perspectives that you've never considered before with The Jordan Harbinger Show. Join Jordan as he interviews high-profile people as well as intriguing personalities. Each episode features a discussion that might just take you anywhere. I recommend episode 970, where Jordan and guest Annie Jacobson talk nuclear annihilation. How likely is it? How scared should you be? And what comes after? There's also episode 886 with David Farina, which delves into the wacky world of flat earthers. These episodes are great starting points, but you're sure to find deep, interesting, and thought-provoking topics throughout Jordan's catalog. Turn off the music and turn up the wisdom with The Jordan Harbinger Show. We really enjoy this show and we think you will as well. There's just so much here. Check out jordanharbinger.com start for some episode recommendations or search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. The thumbnail for this video was designed by Diana Andrea. Click the link in the description to see more of her amazing work. Twitter, the best way to meet the creepiest people online. This world is a strange one. Twitter makes updating the world easier than ever. Simply post a tweet and your followers and more will see what's going on in your life. Surely this couldn't go wrong in the hands of a psycho. Well, add the ability to message your followers and interact on a more intimate basis as with any social platform and you have yet another outlet for creepers and stalkers and murderers to get closer to you, to deceive you. Tonight, I have for you five allegedly true Twitter scary stories that might make you log out for good. Real quick, I'd like to give a shout out to Brandon P and Olivia C for being awesome and donating to the website renovation. To donate and get a shout out or to find out why it's an awesome project, go to darknessprevails.org project. Now, are you ready for nightmares? Number one, Twitter Psycho, submitted by Tyler. This is a story that happened to me last year in March. I use Twitter all the time, and it's still my favorite website app to this day. I would always talk to a certain group of people in a group conversation. These people were my only friends. I had no friends in school, which probably explains why I was on Twitter so much. Anyway, there was a girl in our group of friends. We can call her Olivia. She was the kindest person I have ever met on there. And as you might expect, I did have feelings for her at the time. However, she was dating a different guy, online of course, almost every month and she was never interested in me. For a little while, she was dating this one guy that lived in the UK. Let's call him Jake. He was very controlling over her, always telling her that she was not allowed to talk to anyone else. 
and making her send him screenshots of her text messages, Skype messages, and Twitter messages every night. She didn't really listen to him, and she kept our group messages hidden from him when she sent the screenshots over. For whatever reason, everyone in our group, besides me, liked this dude, and she was madly in love with him. I talked to her privately a few times before all of this and even confessed my feelings for her, and I wouldn't have done that if I knew what was coming next. Somehow, he found out that I told her that I liked her. I woke up one morning to find a bunch of notifications on my phone, tweets from him and his best friend. They were tagging me in a bunch of tweets to each other, saying how I'm a piece of trash and how I'm a kid dying for attention. I unlocked my phone and tweeted something along the lines of, I don't know what I did to you, but you could be a bit more mature about this and message me directly. They both proceeded to message me privately, but I did block Jake's friends since he wasn't really involved in it. When I checked the messages from Jake, he was telling me how he was going to kill me for harassing his girlfriend. I told him that I didn't harass her and barely talked to her since they started dating. The next part is what really made me scared. His next message said, your address is this, right? followed by a picture of my actual address. I blocked him and took my phone outside to break it. I grabbed a hammer out of my garage and broke it to pieces. I I'm not sure why, but it made me feel a lot safer. I mean, there's no way he would actually come to my house, right? I was most definitely wrong. About a week and a half went by with me not using Twitter at all, or any technology for that matter. The thought of this guy finding my address was horrifying. And one night, the night after my birthday, I was home alone, just me and my cat. Nobody could protect me from what was coming next. It was about 7 p.m. and everything seemed normal. I was laying in bed reading manga when I heard my kitchen window shatter. I closed my bedroom door, locked it, and waited silently. Then I heard someone scream from the bottom of the steps, saying, Tyler, I know you're up there, so what were you saying about not harassing my girlfriend? I honestly couldn't believe what I was hearing. Did Jake really just come into my house? Did he really just break in? I heard some metal grinding off of my railing. It sounded like he had a weapon. This psychopath came into my house to kill me. Remember when I smashed my phone? Me too, and that was not a good idea. When he started pounding on my bedroom door, I opened my window, climbed onto my roof, and jumped. Thankfully, it's not a very high jump since my yard is kind of raised off of the ground connected to steps that lead up to the back alleyway. I ran up the stairs and into the alley, running as far as I could until I found someone. I ran into my neighbor that was walking her dog. I was out of breath, but I told her that someone broke into my house, that someone was coming after me to kill me. She handed me her cell phone, and I called the police, told them what happened, and the woman said they would be there shortly. Maybe two minutes later, I heard sirens. My neighbor and I slowly walked to my house where a police officer greeted us. I explained the whole story to him, and he told me that they found Jake in my bedroom, spreading my cat's blood on the wall. I never cried so hard in my life. It turns out that Jake didn't even live in the UK. He lived about four hours away from me. I never told anyone what happened specifically, not even Olivia. I never even spoke to her or my group of friends after that. Since then, I have moved to a much safer area, and I now live across the street from a police station. My advice to those listening or reading this be careful who you tick off online. If someone wanted to, they can get more information on you than you can imagine. So if someone finds your address and threatens to kill you, tell somebody immediately and don't just smash your phone. Even if they sound like they're joking, you never know if someone is being serious or not.
Number 2. Twitter Stalker. Submitted by CCS1114. First of all, I am a girl, and I'm roughly 5 feet 3 inches tall. I'm not anyone famous, and I don't really have a social media following. The only reason I have a Twitter account is so that I can follow celebrities and TV shows that I like. I have very few actual friends on there, and they are mostly a couple of family members, a couple of people from school, and some random followers here and there. Anytime I get a new follower, I like to check them out, and if they look like spam, I block them. This story happened a little over a year ago, and I should also say that I am married and have a child, so I'm definitely not looking for any type of relationship. Maybe not relevant, but anyway, on to the story. One afternoon when my son was at school, I was on the phone browsing through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I was a full-time college student, and I was on break at the time, so I was a little bored and didn't really know what to do with myself, as I had already cleaned and had dinner cooking in the crock pot. While browsing through Twitter, I got a notification that I received a message. This was strange since I really didn't speak to anyone on Twitter, nor did I really tweet anything out. I didn't see any reason for someone to really want to talk to me. Anyway, I opened it, and I figured it was probably just a spam message, but it was someone that said, Hello, how are you? They didn't have a profile picture, and they had very few followers and minimal tweets as well. Now, when it comes to social media, I know better than to talk to strangers, and especially someone you don't know, and furthermore, someone that doesn't have a profile picture. So I just ignored the message and continued browsing my phone. About 30 minutes later, I got another message that said, What's wrong? You don't want to talk to me? At this point, I knew it really wasn't a spam message, and I thought maybe it's someone that I did know. I responded back with a, I'm sorry, do I know you? I never received a reply message, so I had figured that maybe they just had the wrong person. A few days later, I received another message on Twitter from the same person, asking me if I'd like to meet in person sometime for coffee or drinks. I responded, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. I think you might have the wrong person. Then they proceeded to send me a message saying how I was beautiful and they would love to meet me in person and that I looked interesting. I figured this was just some creeper and decided to block them finally. A few weeks passed without incident and again, browsing through Twitter, I saw that I received another message. Why did you block me? I really like you and really want to meet you. Needless to say, I was officially freaked out. I had no idea who this creeper was. I'm pretty self-sufficient. When it comes to weird stuff like this, I can usually handle them on my own. I never really alert my husband to anything unless it's absolutely necessary. So I messaged them back saying, again, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. You must have the wrong person. Please don't message me again. Honestly, I thought I blocked the guy. I don't know how they managed to message me again. Another few weeks pass without incident until one day I open up Twitter and I had 10 messages all from the same person saying things like, why won't you talk to me? And I really like you. I think we'd have a great time hanging out together. Please talk to me. I again blocked this user and had no intentions of ever talking to them. I eventually started receiving messages daily, begging and pleading for me just to respond. I didn't know how to handle it, so I told my husband. He said not to worry. It's probably just some creepy guy just to make sure my Twitter account was private. So I did. Little did I know this would only make things worse. I had my Twitter and Facebook accounts linked so I could share content between them, and unfortunately, my Twitter account got hacked, which meant they got to my Facebook as well. All I could think was it must be this creep, because who else would hack my Twitter and Facebook accounts? 
This is when I got a little scared, because my Facebook account, while private, has a lot of information about me, my family, and where we live. Another couple of weeks pass by and nothing really happens. I changed all of my information and even deleted my Twitter account and disabled my Facebook. Since nothing happened, I went ahead and decided to reactivate my Facebook. I just really enjoyed communicating with family and keeping everyone up to date with our busy lives. One day, I received a message on Facebook from someone with the name John Smith. Again, no profile picture, and their content was blocked, so I couldn't really see them. Only, this message was different. There was no content in the message and just a picture. It was a picture of me picking up my son from school, taken from the parking lot. I was terrified and also angry. I was on the defensive now. At this point, it wasn't just a picture of me in some random place. This was my son's school. What monster would do something like this? I alerted the school and the police immediately, and I told my husband. We were all very scared. My dad at the time was a cop, though he's retired now, but he has a lot of connections with different police departments around the area. They patrolled around my house 24-7 for a good two months, and nothing happened during this time. It's been some time since this incident happened, and I haven't had anything else happen, but to this day, it terrifies me that somehow, someway, some random person online found me and my family and was able to hack into my accounts and find out where I lived. We have moved since then. My son goes to a different school as well, and we live in a different state altogether. Needless to say, while social media is great, it also has a very dark side, the side that is unexplainable, that anyone can get access to. All you really have to do is be a little computer and tech savvy. So be safe out there in this crazy digital age we live in. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number three, Tweet Tweet Little Bird, submitted by Winter Nightmare. 
I regret creating that Twitter account. It was just out of peer pressure. My name is Tori. I'm 17 and well, this happened to me about five weeks ago and it has only just stopped. But no matter what I do, I can't bring myself to look at my phone or answer a text without wanting to scream. Before all of this, I had a somewhat acceptable normal life and was blissfully unaware of how important it was to have a Twitter as a teenager. All my friends had one, and after them persuading me into signing up, I did. Immediately, all my friends started to follow me, and I was happy. For the first two days of having this account, it was very quiet. But then he started following me. I have no clue how he got it or how he knows me, but this guy would not leave me alone. I finally started going back to school, though I still fear he'll come back and hurt me. Anyway, there's this boy at my school who has an apparent infatuation with me according to not only my best friend, but he also told me himself. Let's call him Jimmy. Jimmy is this tall, lanky guy who easily towers over my 5'4 height and is the typical nerd. He was often a target of the meatheads called a football team. He's in most of my classes and shares the same lunch period with me, but Jimmy always sat alone and never really interacted with anyone. So one day I decided to sit with him and I tried to make conversation. Hi, I'm Tori. I'm in most of your classes, basically. I said with an awkward laugh. He looked up and stared at me. Now that I had a closer look, he had a surprisingly beautiful shade of emerald green eyes and dark brown hair that framed his face. I have to admit he wasn't horrible looking, but he gave off a vibe that didn't settle with me. That should have been the first sign that I should have left, but I was a sucker for people with bully problems. I know how that felt. So I shrugged it off and let it go, just thinking he needed a friend, someone to practice with human interaction with. Yeah, I know who you are, Jimmy replied with a gravelly voice. It sounded like he never spoke, which I guess isn't very surprising. Okay then, I replied. I was wondering, do you want to be lab partners during our next chemistry class? I attempted to continue this already dying conversation, but he simply nodded and went back to drawing. After that, I left the table to go back to sit with my friends, who immediately began interrogating me on who I was talking with, and the entire time I felt those eyes on me. Since then, I tried talking to him, and sometimes my attempts were in vain. A few days later, I was at home and my phone started to vibrate. I checked it. It was a Twitter notification saying someone had just started to follow me. I checked to see who it was, and all the bio said was, in love, and for a profile picture, it was Jimmy, my chemistry partner, Jimmy. I was honestly a bit creeped out that he found my account, and a bit uneasy about his bio message, but maybe he wasn't referring to me, and regardless, if he was happy, I was happy. I set my phone down, but before I could walk away, my phone went off again. It said, tweet from Jimmy. I looked at it, and it just said, isn't she gorgeous? And it was a picture of a girl's back, I thought it was weird, but I didn't want to be mean, so I tweeted back, sweet. And after that, things sort of went to hell. For two weeks, Jimmy would not stop staring at me. He seemed to pop out of nowhere, even when I was leaving my house or the school bathroom, not to mention his constant tweets about this girl, and he never showed her face. It seemed like every time I turned around, Jimmy was nearby. And before I could tell him to go away, my phone would vibrate, and it would be another tweet from Jimmy. The next message I received, I regret reading. It said, you're too beautiful for your own good. And the picture was of me at that very moment. It all clicked together, the backside pictures of the girl and why he was everywhere I was. He was following me and snapping pictures of me. I spun on my hill and began to walk away, but there were hard footsteps behind me. I made myself run faster towards my destination, the police. Eventually the steps took a different turn, but I did not look back. 
I made it to the station and showed them the tweets. They sent two officers to my house while the desk officer told my parents. When they came, we were about to leave when I saw the other two officers restraining a boy. I stood in fear because it was Jimmy. Apparently, they found him hiding in my backyard on the oak tree, specifically in a branch near my window waiting for me to come home and do God knows what. I haven't heard or seen him since, and I deleted my account, and although this was recent, I wanted my story to be heard. And now that I've shared, I feel a little bit better about this whole situation. Number 4. The Twitter Killer Submitted by GrayArea51 Now, this is a short but very freaky experience I had a few years ago on Twitter. I've never been a very big Twitter user. In fact, I've never been big on Twitter or Facebook or anything of the sort. I've seen my parents and friends use social accounts for the worst reasons, such as cheating on their significant others. I guess it's given me a bad view of these social websites. Well, one day, I had logged on to look up a social account for John Carpenter after reading a few articles on his old movies, so I thought it'd be cool to see if he was on there and to give him a follow. I could have just typed his name in, sure, but I played around with the keywords to see what would come up. I ended up typing in a cult and seeing a weird profile picture of some dead and bloodied animal. I definitely strayed too far from what I was searching for originally. Of course, my morbid curiosity told me I should click it, so I did. I honestly have no idea how Twitter hadn't banned this account. It was named Birmington Sacrificials. They had zero followers and zero follows, so maybe that's how they flew under the radar. Still though, if they weren't interested in being social, why were they on Twitter at all? Better yet, each tweet was a picture with a little bit of text. The pictures were always photos of animals that looked like they had been crushed or beat to death with some blunt weapon. It was disgusting. There was a squirrel that no longer looked like a squirrel at all, with text that said, hard to catch. Then a parrot that looked like it had exploded from the inside out, with the text that read, birds aren't so different inside. Then the thing that made me want to throw up, there was a puppy. I don't really want to describe this one. It makes my heart sink just thinking about it. But this one showed a few weeks old puppy that looked to have been beat to death as well. The text on this one read, screams like children. These disgusting tweets scrolled down for ages. I couldn't believe how many defenseless animals this person had killed and posted for no reason. I started to get scared that I would stumble upon the body of a person sooner or later. I didn't know what else to do but click the report button and close out of my computer. I just needed some air. This sick bastard deserved to be crushed too. I did my best to forget what I saw, but a few days later, I decided to copy the link to that account and take it to the police. But when I tried to find that profile again, it was gone. Probably finally banned because I reported him. But that wasn't good enough. I shouldn't have reported him. I should have called the police. Whoever this was deserved to be more than just banned from a social account. And number five, Haunted Twitter, submitted by... Joseph Stalling. Are you ready for one of the most unbelievable sounding stories you've ever heard? It just happens to be the most disturbing moment in my life. After this experience, I started to read a lot about real paranormal encounters and glitches in the Matrix experiences. I have no idea what this would fall under, but all in all, it was freaking terrifying. 
Before going to sleep, laying in bed, I would always open up Twitter on my smartphone and browse the various tweets of the people I followed. I enjoyed the funny accounts and reading memes, so most of the people I followed were never serious. So when I saw a completely black picture in my Twitter feed with no corresponding text, I was caught off guard. That wasn't funny. So I clicked the picture to make sure I wasn't just seeing part of it in the preview. Sure enough, the picture remained all black. I tapped back to go back to my feed, and my phone crashed. That pissed me off. Last I checked, the battery was at 50%. So I started up my phone immediately, but it had to reload all the settings in my phone again. I had to wait 30 minutes or so, as each and every application and setting was reset. I did have this happen once before on my last phone because the battery got fried. It caused the system to fail mid-use. It was definitely irritating, but this time around, nothing should have caused it. The phone was pretty new. I waited, and when it finally came back on, I immediately went back to Twitter, not to open up that picture again, but to see who posted it. I was ready to unfollow whoever this was. When I found the post in my feed again, I noticed that the user did not have a name. I didn't think Twitter allowed that, because his username was simply the at sign with no text after the at symbol. Of course, curiosity got the better of me, so I followed through to their profile. Everything there was blank as well. No profile information, no text on each tweet of a black picture, nothing. I even noticed that there was no following or follow button or even the gear icon. What the hell? Then my screen went all black again. My damn phone crashed again. At this point, I was officially weirded out, so I plugged my powered down phone on its charger and placed it on the nightstand. Then I went to sleep. In the morning, I unplugged my phone to check my stuff as usual, but it had turned itself on in the middle of the night because it was already at its home screen. Not only that, but I saw that I had over 99 unread texts. I felt my eyes squint in confusion as I opened up my text messenger. Each of over 100 texts were all from a numberless person that simply showed up as the at sign. Now, this is when my heart started to pound. I hesitantly clicked the conversation to pull up those texts, and they were all the same. Each read, Hello, Henry. I threw my phone on the side table and left it there. I'd rather the battery drain for good than pick that thing up again. You might be thinking I overreacted to what might have just been a weird set of circumstances or glitches. I threw my phone because my name isn't Henry. Henry is a nickname that I gave to my imaginary friend I had maybe 10 years earlier. A name that I never spoke out loud to anyone, not even my parents. And every time I played with Henry, I would greet him in my head by saying, Hello Henry. I have no idea what happened that day, but I haven't browsed my Twitter feed since. I still feel a deep sense of unease when I think about it. As with most things in life, Twitter should be used cautiously. It is terrifyingly easy for sinister people to find enough personal information on you to find where you live, to anytime they want, watch where you sleep. Every time you agree without reading those terms and conditions, you might just be risking your life. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And don't forget to check out our renovation project at darknessprevails.org project and maybe donate and get a shout out. Thanks. This is the story of the one. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.